Welcome to the Morning News Podcast for Friday, November 27th. We begin with our weekly conversation with Mayor Nahed Nenshi. Lots to cover this week with the mayor, including the newly released 2021 budget and the announcement earlier this week that the City of Calgary has declared a local state of emergency in an effort to bring down the COVID-19 cases. Next, we hear the story of a Calgary firefighter and his personal battle with the coronavirus, from how he contracted the virus to his detailed description of the two weeks he spent at home in excruciating pain. The Black Friday sales are plentiful, but are there really any deals out there? We catch up with tech expert Mark Saltzman with some suggestions that will help you tackle your Christmas shopping list and save some money along the way. And finally, it's our final installment of Flashback Friday. This week, we go back in time to the first decade of the 2000s. From music to movies and the events that shaped a decade, join us while we flashback. Oh, I had to let that song breathe for a second. I'm sorry. It's I'm, I'm not. We're going to ask the mayor in a second if that was his theme song back then. <laughs> uh, but lots to talk about with the mayor during our regular weekly chat. Let's begin. Uh, you know, with the, the news that Calgary City Council passed the 2021 budget with an overall 1.77 percent tax decrease. We'll get to that in one second. But first, let's say good morning to Mayor Nahed Nenshi and uh, your memories of the early 2000s, Mayor. Well, good morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at the song um, because, you know, as you well know, um, and Andy, you'll remember that it caused a bit of a problem uh, in a former with a former employer colleague, employee colleague of yours. Uh-huh. I did, in fact, win the sexiest Calgarian award for seven years running. Someone was upset. Yes, there's a, that was. A, it's not supposed to be serious, but that was a serious competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to retire the category. And I said, look, just because Meryl always wins the Oscar, you don't stop doing that. <laughs> Listen, when you're dominant, um, you're dominant, right? I did not right? that seriously, by the way. I, I knew very well that that was a lot of people having some fun. Um, before I get to the 2000s, just so I don't forget, I want to say one thing that fills me with joy this morning is the Governor General has announced the Order of Canada recipients, and there are 11 Calgarians on the list. Wow. And I was just going through it, and oh, man. The stuff those people have done for the community just reminds me of how we built this great place here with uh, people like that. So take a look at the list at gg.ca, and it'll just make you happy uh, about that. So to the 2000s. Oh, it feels weird to flash back to the 2000s. Wasn't that last week? Yes. But no, that was 20 years ago. Well, I moved back to Calgary just before 9-11, and I didn't have a job. I didn't kind of know what I was going to do. I just knew I wanted to come home and I wanted to do something uh, that was around building community. And if you had asked me, you know, as I was getting on that plane on August 15th, 2001, with my boxes uh, following uh, that, what do you think 10 years from now, you're going to end this decade by being elected mayor? I probably would have said that was crazy. Wow. No doubt. And you are mayor, uh, and apparently part of the uh, mayoral du- mayoralty duties is budget. Uh, and uh, the budget this year, I, I think it's it's very interesting to me because to me, outside looking in, it seems like a no-win situation. You're not going to keep everybody happy. Uh, but I think when you have the word decrease in there, you're doing what you can. How do you think council did with this one? No, I think we did very well. You know, um, budget week is the toughest week of the year every year. Um, and to have it happen in the middle of the pandemic when we declared a state of local emergency for the third time in Calgary's history, it's been quite the week. Um, but we, most cities, uh, every city is dealing with a massively increased costs and decreased revenues because of COVID. Um, and most cities are looking at 
tax increases and they're trying to keep them down. But, you know, I think Vancouver is starting with a 5% increase. And in Calgary, we just said, we just can't, not this year. People have had too much. We cannot pile on them further uh, this year. we got to do everything we can to trim down our costs, to make smart use uh, of our reserves and so on. And remember that the Calgary budget, uh, municipal budgets generally, but the Calgary budget in particular is different. The federal and provincial budgets, they just kind of get announced. Uh, in Calgary, we really do release it, listen to the public, and have a whole week of debates and amendments and sometimes heated arguments. But in the end, I'm very pleased with what we've done. We're giving Calgarians, as you say, on average, a 1.77% decrease. Uh, no business, even if their assessment value went way up this year, no business will see greater than a 10% increase. They'll see a minus 2% on average. Some will see a much larger decrease. We managed to preserve most services so that Calgarians won't see too much difference in the essential services uh, that are being provided. And importantly, and we spent most of the week on this, uh, we've taken some very, very big steps towards policing reform mm-hmm. and figuring out a way to better police a diversity like this. And we're doing that hand in hand with members of the black and indigenous community and with other people of color and I'm and the police are right there with us and I'm super proud of that. That truly is an amazing feat. The Calgary police coming out of this with more money than they went in asking for. So, you know, great job all around by you and the city council. But remember, also funding police reform in a very big way. Yes. We were able we were able to do the trick of doing both of those things, which uh, you know, will make some people unhappy, but really I think is a great way to move forward. I, I agree. I think it's progress for the city for sure. Uh, you know, can we ask you to hang on for just a couple of minutes, Mayor? We'll go to for commercials. Sure. Okay, we'll be right back with Mayor Nahed Nenshi. 819 and Mayor Nahed Nenshi is back with us. Thank you for hanging on, Mayor. Appreciate it on this flashback Friday. Uh, question can, for can you. We just say, oh, can sure. we just say big props to your producer for picking these songs for these flashback days these last weeks? They've been awesome. Brian Thiel has picked the music for us and it's been fantastic. You are right. And I, I know he takes great pride in picking music, particularly for you, Mayor. So I'm glad go, you're Brian. enjoying it. Um, <laughs> listen, wanted to start off with this. You know, obviously COVID-19 cases, you know, very, very high in the city. So the city of Calgary following the province's lead, declaring that local state of emergency. I, I want to get into why that's important that that, that was done, but also want to touch on the comment you made Made about you know calling three one one if you see people not following the rules and I heard somebody mention you know Alberta's been rat free for years why would we want to do this but it's kind of important it's super important uh, and by the way uh, it's not really three one one at this moment there's a bit of a a bit of an issue going on with the city and the province in terms of enforcement that needs to get sorted out it will be three one one but in the meantime you can call the police uh, non emergency line four zero three two six six one two three four um, but in any case, yeah, I, I don't have any time for people who are like, oh, I don't want to snitch. I don't want to be a rat. You know, look, in my wild and woolly youth, before the flashback of this week, I used to have a big party every year with my roommates. And every year the police would come and break it up. It would be the same officers every year. I knew what kind of chips they liked. And that was that. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's nothing new about this. This is what you do if people are violating the law. And in this case, violating the law means putting people's health flagrantly at risk. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Feel free to call. Yeah, the, the, I think the emotion is people saying, these are your neighbors, you might need them to help boost your car. 
or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but you don't need them to make your grandma sick. That's a very, very good point. So along with, you know, that enforcement, why was it important to have the local state? What, what other powers does uh, SEMA have at this point to help uh, bring the numbers down? It's actually more of a technical thing um, at this point. It does give us the power to write our own orders, to enforce against them. Um, but right now, it just sort of helps us organize the city on and put it back on an emergency footing. I think it's an important symbol for people who are making decisions about their lives to understand that we really are in an emergency. But at this moment, uh, we're not anticipating writing any orders beyond what the province has written. And, you know, we can argue that the province go too far. Did they not go far enough? Why did they leave casinos open? None of that matters. The point is these orders are in place. They are the law. Nobody in your house who doesn't live there unless they're a caregiver. No going to restaurants or bars with people who don't live in your house and so on. And we've got to follow them and we've got to think to ourselves, how do we do even better? Right? Uh, you clear hands, clean hands, clear heads, open hearts have been saying since the beginning. And it's really time to go to clear heads here to say every decision you make, should I be doing this? Can I not do it? Can I do it later? Can I do it in a safer way? Is it worth the risk? Is it worth it? Is it worth the risk to me, my family, and my community? And we just got to be really, really disciplined here and get to that vaccine, which is just on the horizon now. Thank you so much for joining us, Mayor. Appreciate your time. Thank you. One more thing, though. On Monday, Chief Tom Sampson retires. Oh, and right. so yeah. let's just say a thank you to mm-hmm. him for all of his service with the Calgary Emergency Management Agency. Do not fear. Uh, at noon, I will be announcing the new chief of Calgary Emergency Management and will be in great hands. But let's just say a huge thank you to Tom Sampson. Absolutely. Thank you so much to Tom and thank you to you. Appreciate your time. Have a safe weekend. Thank you. Happy weekend, everyone. That is Calgary Mayor Nahed Nenshi. 844 on the morning news. COVID-19 can affect anyone, and there's nobody who knows that better than a local firefighter. We're joined now by Alan Tillotson with details on his battle against the virus. Good morning to you, Alan. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking the time with us. Can you can you tell us about your journey and experience at, in starting from the beginning? Do you know how you contracted COVID-19? Yeah, so on uh, November 6th, I was uh, notified that a co-worker had tested positive for COVID-19. So at this point, I was just directed to go into isolation for 14 days as a precaution. Um, and at this point, really, that's all I believed it was going to be, was just uh, at home for 14 days, no big deal, uh, and that would be it. So three days later, I went for testing myself just as a precaution. Um and I tested positive, and I was absolutely shocked because I had taken all the safety protocols. I really did not believe that I was going to ever contract this um, with everything that I was doing to protect myself. And the symptoms uh, started pretty quickly. It um, was an extreme sore throat, strep throat style sore throat, which on it, its own isn't that big of a deal. Uh, but from there, it um, worked its way into my internal organs. And um, this where, is where it really got scary because I had about 48-hour period where it was the most intense internal pain I've ever felt in my life. Um, I felt like every organ was inflamed, uh, that something not good was happening uh, internally, and it culminated with um, I was actually reaching for the phone to 
call 911 because I just, I couldn't handle the pain any longer. And then it started to subside. Um, and then incidentally, uh, after the fact, I talked to another firefighter who had COVID last spring and he described the same internal type pain, but he ended up in the hospital with his kidneys shutting down. And so I didn't find this out till after the fact, uh, which was maybe a good thing. I don't know, but, uh, fortunately that didn't happen to me. And then from there, it over the next 10 to 12 days, it just assaulted every part of my system, went um, into my chest and lungs, uh, extreme cough and shortness of breath, bronchitis type symptoms, uh, went into my head, my sinuses, uh, my eyes were sore, you know, my vision was blurry. Uh, stiff neck and at one point my gums even were bleeding and I've never experienced anything like this in my life. And Alan, I mean, you're you're a firefighter. I'm assuming you're a super fit guy. So if you can hang on for two seconds, we're going to take a commercial break and come back because we want to know sort of, you know, did you ever find out, you know, why it did hit you, how you did manage to get it, even though you took the precautions and uh, your thoughts on, you know, the people who say ah, COVID-19, it's no big deal. So can you hang right. on for just a sec? Sure. Okay, yeah, well, we'll be back with Alan Tillotson, who is a Calgary firefighter right after this. 849 on the morning news. Uh, more of the personal story of Calgary firefighter Al Tillotson and his battle with COVID-19. Now, Al, I'm sure that, you know, you, you on, you're on social media. You talk to friends. You probably talk to coworkers. And we hear statements here, uh, you know, everywhere across the city, probably across the world. Statements like, I don't know anyone who has COVID-19 or I'm in great shape. The coronavirus won't affect me to... I'm not elderly. I have nothing to fear. What do you say to these statements that we've heard so much during the pandemic? Well, I can tell you unequivocally, it is real. And um, I have never experienced anything like this in my life. I've, you know, as a family, we had H1N1 back in 2009. And that was a nasty uh, virus, but it was, it just felt like the flu. This was way beyond uh, anything that I've experienced before. Um, you know, I'm a pretty healthy guy. I, I take my vitamins, I take my vitamin D and my vitamin B and my magnesium and, and I work out all the time and I, you know, keep myself in shape. And, um, uh, you know, my whole family became sick with this. And my wife, who I've been with for 30 years, I can count on one hand how many times I've seen her sick. And she is, uh, she's still sick. She's been sick 18 days now. And uh, so this is, uh, this is absolutely real. And I, I, it, I can't believe that I contracted it. It, um, it is very easily uh, passed along. And it's easy to, you know, mask up and do the best that we can do. And that's all anybody can ask for, right? I mean, we just got a texter in saying, shame on us for spreading fear. But I mean, that's not the point of you talking to us, is it? No, I just want people to know that it's real and healthy people do get very sick with it. Um, Half of my crew became sick and uh, some of them are still sick and, and, they are all describing the same thing. This is the worst illness they've ever uh, had. So um, people need to know that it it hits healthy people and it hits them hard. And fortunately, I didn't end up in the hospital. So, you know, that's a win. Um, but there, I do have a co-worker that was sick last spring that did end up in the hospital. And he was down for 27 days. So um, th- this is real. 
How are you feeling now, Al? And do uh, you, you feel any after effects? Because it sounds like you've, you know, you're over the hump. Maybe not so much your wife, but you're over the hump at this point. I yeah, and I'm I'm healthy. I um, I'm feeling good, but you know, I I have no idea any long term effects that may occur with me, and it's too early to tell. And I haven't had any direction from doctors or anything um, yet. But with the internal pain that I had, I I don't know if there is any. Uh, long-term effects are going to come from that. I certainly hope not, but uh, I mean, the body's a resilient thing, but, uh, but it is concerning for me. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Alan. Really appreciate your time. And it's just a great reminder that we'd all just have to be as careful as we possibly can. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. That is Alan Tillotson, Calgary firefighter. 909 on the morning news. The holiday shopping season has officially begun. And, uh, well, today, Black Friday may look a little different this year. There are still some deals to be had and online, too. And that goes for Cyber Monday as well. If you're looking for a new tech toy that won't break the bank, we're joined by tech expert Mark Saltzman. Good morning to you, Mark. Hey, good morning, Sue and Andrew. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you so much for taking the time. Well, you know, since many of us are now working and doing school from home, why don't we start with a new PC? Any deals to be had? Yeah, there are. And yeah, let's face it, uh, you know, in 2020, uh, millions of us are now working and schooling from home for the first time. So if you are itching to upgrade your computer or you want one for fun as we head into sort of hibernation mm-hmm. season, uh, the new Surface Laptop Go from Microsoft is a great buy. It's a 12.4-inch touchscreen Windows laptop that's really thin, super slender, yet it has a very powerful uh, processor under the hood, uh, lots of storage, and uh, a very comfortable keyboard and trackpad, an HD web camera for Skyping and other video chatting that, you know, with relatives you might not be with physically this year, uh, and a battery that lasts up to 13 hours. So it's 759 and that's a really good price for this sort of caliber of, of laptop. Um, and then speaking of uh, working from home and schooling from home. Um, if my home is any indication, I'm always yelling at my kids. I'm going on a Zoom call. Don't don't play a <laughs> Turn video game. Turn everything off. Yeah. Yeah. Bandwidth is an issue, right? Yeah. So uh, there's a sale this weekend on a new router from a company called D-Link. It's uh, 119 instead of 159, and it's a Wi-Fi 6 router. That's the latest standard. That's up to 90% faster than the previous generation of Wi-Fi, but more importantly, perhaps, it can support more simultaneous devices. So that's something you may want to consider is upgrading your router uh, that you would connect to your, you know, your modem from your Internet service provider, and it's 119 for this. Uh, it's called the D-Link AX1800, and the, pre- the sale starts today. I got a computers for dummy question for you here, Mark. <laughs> so if, uh, you know, if I've got my Internet provider and you know, that's all I'm using, I, and I attach this to that, kind of an extension, if you will. Will will that work? Is it easy for somebody like me to do? And will I notice a difference? Yeah. It's not a dumb question, by the way. I get this all the time. And it's, uh, what do you do if you have one box that's both your modem and your router, right? Mm-hmm. So if you connect this to your box from your Internet service provider, you can either disable the router part of your internet service provider box. So you're only using it as a modem and you disable it and then you use the D-Link router. Or you can connect this to your um, uh, your 
modem and have both routers. You'll have two different networks, which can also help with congestion, right? You can have some of your devices on your internet service provider router, uh, maybe ones that don't require a lot of speed, like, you know, mm-hmm. basic things like a smart speaker or a smartphone or something, but then for your more demanding uh, things like uh, streaming 4K video or whatever, or computer gaming, you join the D-Link router uh, name. So you have two different Wi-Fi networks. So you have an option. Okay, and for a hundred bucks, that gives you a little uh, more of, of an option for the whole family, right? So on that yeah. note, what about gamers? Is there yeah. anything that you've got going on for gamers this this Black Friday? Yeah, big year for new machines out there. The PS5 the, from Sony, the PlayStation 5, is the hot ticket if you can find one. Uh, and if you are shopping for someone that scored one this year for Christmas, there are some accessories that are on sale and some uh, subscription services. So uh, on the accessories front, the you only get one controller with the PS5. So if you want to pick up another DualSense controller for a sibling, for example, you uh, can probably find them on sale. They're usually $89. But uh, I like that um, uh, not only will you find them on sale, but they also have a microphone built into the controller for the first time. So you don't have to buy a separate mic to connect to the controller when you want to talk with your friends online. And then an even better sale is um, it's usually $70 a year for what's called PlayStation Plus. It's the ability, it, it allows you to play games over the internet with your friends, and you also get two free games a month and discounts on other games. But instead of $70 a year, this weekend it's $50 a year. Uh, so that's, I think, a great gift for someone that just got a new PlayStation is the PlayStation Plus subscription on sale for 20 bucks off this weekend. And then another game is called Fuser, mm-hmm. which is a music game from the same people that brought us Dance Central, those dancing games, and Rock Band, if you remember that, with the instruments. So now you don't need any new hardware. It's a DJ mixing game, but you just use your controller or your mouse and keyboard, and you can mix and match from over 100 songs, like uh, from the likes of Lady Gaga and Lizzo and Post Malone, and you're on stage at a virtual music festival in this game called Fuser, and uh, your goal is to make it to be the headlining act. And you can play against or with friends over the internet, share your mixes, and it's family-friendly. There's no inappropriate content. Again, it's called Fuser, and it's for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows PCs. All right, now let's talk about, uh, switch gears and talk about smart watches. It seems everybody has to have a smart watch mm-hmm. these days, but they can yeah. be fairly pricey. So you've done some digging. Do you have a deal for us? I do, yeah. Best Buy and BestBuy.ca has slashed the price of the new Fitbit by $70. It's called the Fitbit Sense, so it's now $359 instead of $429, and it is on sale till Monday, uh, Cyber Monday. And uh, this will help you stay on track of your fitness goals, maybe in 2021. Let's face it, you know, you've heard the expression, the freshman 15. This year, it's more like the COVID-19, right? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe gained a little bit of LBs. Um, so this will help uh, you exercise. It'll keep you motivated. It also has a built-in ECG, electrocardiogram, and a skin temperature sensor for stress management. It can monitor your sleep patterns, which you can share that data with your physician. Um, it has voice support for Alexa or Google. You can choose how you want to interface with your smartwatch and, and a, lot, a lot of other cool features. So again, it's down to $359 for, uh, at 70 bucks off at Best Buy. Here's another great deal that uh, you sent to us is that, you know, if people are kind of trying to find out what their heritage is. They're really interested in finding a little bit more about their background. Ancestry DNA has a great price right now. Yeah, that's right. So until Monday, it's $69 instead of $129. 
so that's uh, that's you know whatever almost half off that is a dna kit where you provide a small saliva sample and a couple of weeks later you get back this ethnicity estimate going back hundreds of years you see where your ancestors are from on a map it's color coded you could see like migration patterns you can find relatives uh, it's all science, right? It's like 18 million people are in their database, so it's really accurate. I did it about four or five years ago, and I'm still getting updates mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis. It works with an app or a password-protected website, and I get an email from Ancestry saying we found a new connection or we've uh, improved your, you know, your heritage information, and it shows where I'm from a little bit more accurately than four years ago. You know, like instead of saying Eastern Europe, it's now North Poland, that kind of thing. So yeah, 69 bucks for Ancestry DNA. Before we let you go, just got a text, and people are listening intently here, but missed one detail. Yeah. If you can repeat the laptop one more time, I think someone's heading out right now to the store. <laughs> sure, thank you for that. It's called the Surface Laptop Go. Okay. And it's from Microsoft. Microsoft took a page from Apple and started to make their own PCs. So not only do they license Windows out for other companies to make computers and use their software, but they make their own computers now. So it's 759 mm-hmm. and it's the Surface Laptop Go. Fantastic. Great deals. Uh, Mark, can we send people to your website to find out more information about all the cool stuff that's out there for Black Friday? Yeah, sure, Sue. Thank you. It's marksaltzman.com. That's M-A-R-C-S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N.com. And then there you'll see all my social media handles and they can, uh, you know, ask me questions if they like. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Cheers, guys. Happy shopping. (laughs) That is Mark Saltzman, who is a tech writer again. MarkSaltzman.com. 6.51 6.51 on the morning news, taking you back in time. Flashback Friday here and uh, looking back to the first decade of this century, 2000 to 2010. And uh, interesting music there. Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. I miss Amy Winehouse. Oh, uh, yeah. That's oh. a shame. And hey, Shorty, it's your birthday. A little fitty scent. We had some Destiny's Child, some Outcast within there. Oh, man. And it's interesting because you forget about this music. I was remarking earlier, Sue, that it seems like because it's so close we don't have those things mm-hmm. that remind us of that first decade like we did for the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So close, and yet so far away. Yeah. and can't believe uh, it. We'll be talking about the events that shaped lives, uh, more well, movies as well. We talked earlier about reality TV and how it came to life in the early 2000s. So, I mean, I guess it was, for me, it defined, I, I moved back to Calgary. Calgary's my hometown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, early in, uh, well, 2001, moved back here. And then, of course, uh, kids starting in 2005, right? right? 2007. The whole decade is a blur to me. <laughs> Similar trajectories for you and I. I got here in 98, so into 2000. And then, yeah, I had my kids in 2006, 2009. And I don't remember a whole lot of that time either. <laughs> Do you remember being tired? It's exhausting just wow. thinking about it. But, um, you know, somebody else said uh, married in 2000, son born in 2002, divorced in 2014. So the, the 2000s, lots of uh, lots of memories for lots of people. And we'd love to uh, hear what you think about when you hear about the early 2000s. What does that first decade of the, the, the 2000s remind you of? The text line's open. Love to hear your, your thoughts on pop culture or what was going on in your world. 403 974 8255.